Hello. My name is All Sports Snapper, or Dean to my family and friends, and I'm a sports photographer working full-time for Getty Images. Welcome to what I hope will be many discussions on mainly sports photography on my show I call the Photography Philosophy Podcast. In this first episode, I'll run through who I am, where I've come from, what I have done, and what I am doing. One reason for this show is to give people a bit of inside information from photographers who fill up the newspaper back pages, sports pages on websites, and sports magazines with decisive moments and beautiful imagery from the events big and small. The second reason is it feels like that not so long ago, I was the guy desperate to sit on the sidelines of a game, ringside at fight night, on the fairway at a golf course, or on the finish line at an athletics meet, and shoot the action and jubilation of dedicated sports people. I craved for the knowledge that on the kit they used, how they got into the job, how they learned the job, and thought, now that I'm doing it, maybe someone out there would like to know the same information. Speaking to colleagues over the coming months, my plan is to get an understanding of each of the photographer's backgrounds, passions, and what makes them tick. My guess is that this will be one of many podcasts you will listen to, so you know the drill. Get in contact with me via Twitter, at AllSportsSnapper, or my website, AllSportsSnapper.com, with any questions, recommendations, or suggestions. This show is for sports photographers of any level, so the more feedback I get from listeners, the more I can make it suited to what you want. So before you decide whether this will be the first and last time you listen to photography philosophy, let me tell you about who I am. Originally from Melbourne, Australia, my love for photography began when my godfather brought me a camera for my 12th birthday. This was a point-and-shoot camera with two buttons, one for the shutter and one to open the film door. It also had a switch to turn the flash on. Basic as basic gets, but it did enough to get photos of family and friends and enough to get me interested in taking photos more and more. At 16, I inherited a Pentax K1000 with three lenses from my grandfather, Papu Nick. This is when I discovered aperture and shutter speed and all the cool things you could do with them. Family holidays along the New South Wales coast and into the Aussie bush became my chance to pretend I worked for National Geographic. Buying rolls of film in colour and in black and white, shooting and then getting them developed was like getting a Christmas present each and every time. Far from an academic, classes like sport, graphic design, metalwork, woodcraft and photography were the only classes which I looked forward to. While at school, I did some work for an Italian weekly newspaper in Melbourne, and I also worked for a monthly national soccer magazine, which I did photos and writing for. This was all free, though. My dad drove me around to these venues, events, where I would shoot and write up a story. The format was either typed or handwritten story and prints, or sometimes with the negatives with a paper clip attached to the paper. These were all then posted, and the following week or the month for the magazine my name would would come up in print. I still love it now when a publication selects and uses my images. Many failed attempts to get into the industry, then more attempts at photography courses after high school knocked the wind out of my sails. My hope that people that I'd done free work for giving me a chance of doing this full-time, even part-time, never worked out. At the last minute, a marketing diploma course gave me a chance to further my education and maybe get into advertising. Looking back, like most 17-year-olds, the cocoon of high school closed behind you and the big wide world opened up my eyes fast and reality kicked in. The dreams of working for one of the big newspapers or sports magazines straight out of high school vanished before it even began. Studying marketing, all my assignments revolved around photography and sport. I continued to shoot sports here and there, most for free, some for money, just to cover the costs. 
The two-year marketing course was now done and 40-plus rejection letters from every company that I contacted for work again, that was tough to take. My career plan was to be in the creative industry, but I ended up delivering car parts to mechanics. From telephone sales to warehouse administration, cleaning butchers, making pizzas, driving forklifts and retail, the only thing that remained consistent in my five years following high school was photography. Then, the epiphany moment. That time we all have at some point in our lives where a dramatic change is needed and life can never be the same. My cousin was living and working in London at the time. I called him up and we spoke on the phone and he said to me, what's keeping you in Melbourne? In all of five seconds, I decided that nothing was. The next morning, I called a friend who told me there was a job in a factory making plastic bottles on night shift, meaning I could earn more money to pursue my dream. That same morning, I resigned from my nine to five job and when my boss asked, why was I resigning? I told him the story. He said he'd wished he'd done that same thing 30 years ago, which only motivated me more to at least give it a go. 10 draining and boring months later, I'd saved enough money to travel to Europe and give the photography dream a shot. After backpacking and photographing throughout Europe with a Dutch and UK working visa in my passport, I ended up stuck in London after running out of money there. Getting a job within a few days in retail, I saved a mini folio of my European travel photos, got them printed in a nice leather folder and started knocking on doors of local newspapers. Eventually, one in North London gave me a chance and every Saturday and some Sundays I would do in between 6 and 10 assignments. Then, the last job was to drop the film in the mailbox at the newspaper office. Thursday, the paper would come out and I would see my name scattered throughout the paper. Getting a front page of the photo was always the best of course even if it was the opening of a new cafe or a book signing at the local library. Working full-time in various non-photo-related roles and shooting for the newspaper on weekends, it was then that I discovered Getty Images. The Getty Gallery, which was in Chelsea at the time, blew me away. I knew this was the company I wanted to work for. First thing Monday morning, in my administration job on the King's Cross train station construction site in London, I started what would be friendly hounding, of the Getty Images Human Resources Department to give me a role, any role. About eight months and too many phone calls later, a role came up making coffees, doing spreadsheets and filing, which I jumped at. Claire from HR thought of me when a job came up, so the persistence paid off. The Getty office was pretty standard stuff, but to be paid for months of looking at photos from the world's best was a dream job at the time. It was during the transition from film to digital, so one task was to look at negatives or slides and see if we had the digital file scanned in the system. Months and months of looking at photos. That was pretty cool. Once I'd learned more about the company and the departments, I started again with the polite but persistent telephone and visits to the sports department. Thanks to my potential boss, hello Steve if you're listening, he saw something in me, or maybe just wanted me to stop hounding him, and I became a field editor for Getty. It was like a modern version of working in the dark room. I'd be selecting, Photoshop editing, and captioning images, then sending them to our clients list. It was here that I knew knew what I had learned before was almost irrelevant. These guys who'd been in the biggest and best events for the last 10, 20, and even 30 plus years knew stuff I didn't even know existed, and this knowledge could only be gained by practice and experience. I got to work with the best photographers around the world at events like the MTV Awards, Cannes Film Festival, both Football and Rugby World Cups, the Olympics, 
Champions League football, world championships in swimming, diving, hockey, athletics, and so on. Major events like the Olympics where gather photographers from Australia, New Zealand, Germany, America, the UK, and seeing these images produced day after day was inspiring. Major to small events, I was watching brilliant photographers with skills and experience far more than I ever could have imagined. I was then attempting to replicate those newfound skills and shoot whatever jobs I could on my days off. After seven years of traveling the world editing, working for the best in the business and absorbing as much information as I could, the opportunity to become a staff sports photographer for Getty came up. The dream of working as a sports photographer became a reality and it was now that I knew the hard work would really start. I didn't realize working as an e- until working as an editor for Getty how big it was, so having access to the best equipment and shooting the biggest and best events was something I still very much appreciate. Almost 10 years in London came to an end at the end of 2012. I am now based in the Netherlands covering sports and occasionally news in Belgium, Holland, Luxembourg, France and Germany. I say Luxembourg but I've only been there once for a football match but this is in my area. My knowledge of photography has progressed and my passion is as strong as it was when I picked up my first role of Fujifilm as a 12 year old. That is about as brief as I could make it. So if you're still listening and still interested in my Photography Philosophy podcast, I thank you and I hope to make the interviews in the coming months full of people's stories from different countries, from very different backgrounds, all united by their love of photography and sports. Again, please contact me on my Twitter handle, AllSportsNapper, or my website, AllSportsNapper.com. My name is Dean. Thank you for your time. And last thing, observe, listen, and practice because your best photo could be one frame away.